Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What's up, Micah? Man. I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Oh, doing good, man. Just uh, trying to avoid all this Texas heat we got going on right now. It's uh, it's scorching outside, and we haven't had a drop of rain in months, so I think it's just going to all dry up and blow away pretty soon. Man, I feel you, man. I went outside <laughs> to water the grass and ran right back inside. Uh, I forget that. So, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, man. So, this is episode 216 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO Booking.com, all that short-term, mid-term, long-term fun stuff, rentals in the world podcast coming at you from Arlington and Fort Worth, Texas. We threw Booking.com in there. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some people use it. Uh, (laughs) Yes, episode 216, as I said, and we have a special guest, Micah. Who we got? We got a special guest named Stedman Essene. Is it Essene? Yeah, Essen, Essen. Essen, Essen, Stedman, Essen. Ah, who's Stedman? Let me let me introduce you to Stedman. He has twelve Airbnbs and has four JVs also, and um, came up with a new model two years ago that's called Turnkey BNB, and they have done twelve turnkey deals. The most recent one sold for eighty thousand dollars in thirty days of staging. Impressive. Uh, he owns a small brokerage in Texas. Ninety percent of his agents have STRs. He's been invested in STRs for six years. Operates out of Houston as well as satellite offices in Dallas and San Antonio. Full time broker and STR investor. Uh, business. His business is to put investors into creative real estate investment opportunities. Welcome, Stedman. Yes, sir. How you doing? How y'all doing? Thanks for having me, Mike and Steve. Happy yeah, to be here. Yeah, yeah. First of all, congratulations on on being um, Oprah's husband. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew that one was coming. <laughs> <laughs> You're the second Stedman I've ever heard of in my life. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you wouldn't be doing uh, STRs if you had Oprah. No, money, no, no. We, no, no. We'll be on the island somewhere, <laughs> just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool man welcome to the show so how did you get your start in this crazy str world man whoo it's it's uh about six years ago is when i got started um uh the first property i got was on a on a leased own deal and um i went out on a wing not a popular side of town where he's up houston and i just put it up saved my pennies that i had together and and lo and behold, um, it went it went crazy. Um, it's actually getting a lot of nurses and things like that. I ended up getting a long term nurse for a crazy amount of money, and uh, I said, "Oh, I might have something here." Then you know, start to uh, scale up and things like that. Um, so it's it's been a been a been a fun fun roller coaster. But yeah, started started in the small um, suburb part of Houston, Texas. Yeah, isn't Houston just one giant suburb? <laughs> yeah, it's huge. <laughs> Huge, you got a lot of suburbs in there. <laughs> oh, okay. So, what, what, what suburb you were, where you at in the third ward, Sunnyside? Where are we talking? Did well, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so, well, my first Airbnb was in uh, a suburb called A Leaf, 
uh, from the A-Leaf uh, out in Houston. And um, it, it's uh, not where you normally put Airbnbs, but um, it, it's still one of the strongest uh, performing ones today. I still have it today. And uh, it's uh, been pretty surprising how, how this um, industry works and what will work and what won't work on these units. Uh, you'll be surprised. You always got to leave it up to the guests, though. A-Leaf, Texas, that's the home of our brother Toby, ain't it? Yes, Toby. Yep. Yes, Toby. sir. That's awesome. Hey, yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, A-Leaf, Texas. Now, how, what kind of – you said you were getting travel nurses. Uh, now, is there hospitals around there? What's in that area? Yeah, so there's there's a, um, a hospital not, about maybe a couple of miles up the street, but it sits in a pocket of bigger um, sh- um, suburbs. It's right in between in between Katy, Sugarland, Cypress, and Richmond. They're all very close, and they all perspective have their own smaller hospitals. So mm-hmm. um, it just kind of, you know, I guess it fit out great for these nurses. Okay. How have now, now, because you know the thing about Houston, man, it is it's saturated. I don't know that A-Leaf side. Now, has the sat- Houston saturation started to move over into A-Leaf or? And no, no. So, yeah. Split? Yeah, so right now in the current market, it's a little saturated, but but those are for uh investors that are doing taking on the one bedrooms and the two bedrooms mm. um most of my units now are three bedrooms and up um this back in the day i had the one bedrooms and two bedrooms but um it's it's uh it's it's pretty pretty good um we, like i said we only see the competition for two bedrooms and below so other than that i mean if you got a pretty good put together uh unit then you should be doing well mm. Okay. Now in your portfolio right now, now that you've moved over to the three bedrooms, are you still traveling, uh, catering to that travel nurse crowd or how's that going for you? What's your target avatar looking like now? Yeah. So about it's generally about 60, 70% of the bookings are still coming through Airbnb itself. Mm-hmm. And then we have the rest on uh, about four, four of the platforms, uh, the ones that are closest to the hospital. We do normally get a lot of inquiries from nurses and things like that. But if it's not going to, you know, be better than the bottom line with Airbnb. We, we normally kind of shooting towards a leisure guest these days. Um, if, if we have a smaller unit, we probably will go do towards these nurses. Some of my clients that I help get their units up, they are um, catering towards these nurses that are near these hospitals. But uh, for my portfolios, um, and we are normally um, booking out on Airbnb just itself. I, I got a, I got a self-serving question for you because sure. we have two units over there in Houston um, and they're like three bedroom, uh, three bath townhouses. Right. OK. And so and we've been we've been doing OK. And, and um, the thing is, um, these travel, we can't really get travel nurses because the price is the price is a little bit too high, you know. We're asking around four grand a month for these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and so and so the travel nurses are coming in. You know they want to spend between sixteen hundred to twelve to two thousand maybe. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been successful in combining different travel nurses and put them all under one roof? Um, as in you know renting out room by room and putting them yeah, all yeah. in there. You know, so yeah, we haven't we haven't really explored that method. Um, I've had a um a client um do that same method where they're doing room per room. Uh, she has a two bedroom that's right in the, in the medical center and she does room A and UB and uh, room B and she's, she's, she's booked out across the board. Uh, but you know, with travel nurses, they, they book for months, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ahead of time and they stay for a while. That's what, that's because I just want, I really want to try it with one of these two units just to see, you know, how, if the logistics works and everything. My, my partner's a little bit nervous. He's like, well, what if one's, 
renting it all by themselves and they're only spending two grand to get this whole badass place by themselves and we can't yeah. get the other rooms filled i'm like well, we don't know till we try it man we, we we have a millionaire buddy out of seattle that that's all he does room by room and he makes he makes yeah. a, a shitload of money so anyways i'm just i'm just curious if anyone else has tried it yet yeah yeah depending on what's you know what side of, what side of town they're on the 77007 area okay. yeah 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 they're not too far from uh the medical uh center so i mean i, I say try it man it, you know in this industry it's not too late to try or anything new right 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 i'll let the cat out the bag so what's what that you want to do in houston man uh this is just be on the podcast so i mean it's just our podcast listen to it what you really want to do in houston is put your place on hello landing that's where you get that's the money maker right there you get on hello okay. landing, and then you start really building yourself up because they'll they'll actually take care of everything for you and then you can just work and work on go getting more units Okay. Yeah, that's the platform right there. Hello Landing. Hello Landing. All right. Yeah. We'll check that one out. For sure. Same with you, Steve. Yeah. If you want those places booked out, like you want the seven grand, get on Hello Landing. Hmm. Mm. That's a new one. Y'all up in my rep. That's a new one. (laughs) Yeah. He's dropping gems on our show. Yes, sir. I'm going to hit him up too. Uh, Fight the saturation, right? Yeah. Okay, so so you have a brokerage too. How, when did you start your brokerage? Yeah. I started the brokerage about two and a half years ago. Um, yeah, been in the game about for 10 years myself. I've been a realtor, licensed realtor since 2012. So uh, we just got the brokerage off the ground about two and a half years ago. Congratulations, man. That's big time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and so why did you start your own brokerage? Uh, so it's always been something I wanted to do. Um, there, There is... Um, I've been doing residential construction and being a realtor for about six years straight. And I knew that eventually I will start to get into development and um, mm-hmm. I, but I need to have some people sell the development all in-house. Right. So uh, I've been taught 360 method from my mentors, just kind of build businesses that complement other businesses. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, let me get the brokerage started first. And once we get the brokerage about three to four years in, I'll start to develop. And then, um, you know, I could have, you know, my own agent sell my houses. You know what I mean? So it's always been part of a 10-year plan. <laughs> wow, nice, man. And, and and so you're like agents that you hire. You, you mentioned 90% of them do STRs. Yep, yep. So most of my agents are entrepreneurs. Um, and I show them, you know, um, if you're a realtor, you should be in short-term rental investments. I mean, you, you search for properties all day anyway. And the type of uh, clients that we attract uh, in this production swing of uh, short-term rentals, um, you know, you, the opportunities literally fall in your lap. If your client doesn't like it, then you take the deal. You know what I mean? Um, I've been kind of instrumental in helping them get them set up and show them why it's a compound benefit uh, for them having a license and servicing clients that want short-term rentals and then also fulfilling their uh, internal investment uh, uh, aspirations to run short-term rental business of their own. It just makes sense. Man, I love that. And are you planning on getting into the lending side as well? No, 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 nothing, nothing on the lending side. I, I rather, you know, focus on uh, developing uh, these uh, single-family homes and multifamily homes uh, for short-term rentals. I leave it. At, I leave the money up to the money guys. <laughs> like, now, now, question for you because you're on the broke because you had your own brokerage. Now, your units. I don't. I think I missed it at the beginning. Do you arbitrage or you own them? 
So our arbitrage and own, it's just a mixture of the, the, the portfolio is a mixture. Um, we like arbitrage, that's how I got started. And um, a lot of our units are arbitrage. Um, and I think it's a great way to get into real estate investment if you can't go the traditional route. For sure, for sure. Okay. So now like right now, are you still growing your business in Houston? And like, if so, what strategies are you using? Are you using arbitrage or are you, are you picking up like you buying properties? So there's, there's two different ways um, when, when I say pick up, when you, when you mentioned picking up business, the, the first way is the, when I have my realtor hat, right, where we're servicing more and more short-term rentals from a professional uh, standpoint with the, with the realtors, being able to find these properties on the MLS and off the MLS and just being in the, the general realm of real estate. Uh, but for the realtors that actually have experience, uh, like myself, uh, with the uh, Airbnb or short-term rental method, um, we help them buy these properties. And of course, you know, the, the, the added benefit is um, we get paid a nice commission, but also um, we can give them a, a, a experience, from, give it from our experience level that we have also have these units ourselves. And then on the other side of things, when I'm the, have the investor hat on, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly looking for uh, unique niche opportunities to uh, get into arbitrage, or if, there's a, if it's a purchase opportunity, um, like getting ready, like the one I'm getting ready to do right now in Richmond, Texas, then I'll buy the property as well. Hmm. Okay. So you may see he's doing the Julie George method, making a bunch of money on one property, you know, he can give you a turkey deal, manage it if you want to. I like that. Exactly. Exactly. One stop shop. I love that. Nice, nice, you know, nice. We're in America. If you're not selling convenience, then you know, I don't know what else you're doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So did you did you come across a lot of a lot of haters when you were coming up? Uh man, uh I, I can't say that I have, um, you know, I, I, I tend to kind of more um, uh, aspire people to, you know, try different things if they're whether they want to copy what I'm doing or not. But, you know, uh, I can't say that I have. They haven't come to light yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like it's like I don't know. I just I just I picture a lot of us um, entrepreneurs come from environments where where a lot of negativity, you know, is popular. It's like people like to blame everything on everybody else on the job on the government uh, blame it on everything you know instead of getting out there and fixing it themselves and i've just been i've been dealing with that about leaving my nine to five a lot just oh, yeah. being just getting away from a negative environment you know and every i talk to other entrepreneurs man i feel like man i can conquer the world you know why should i why should i spend so much time around negative people but anyways i just said <laughs> oh, gotcha. that's gotcha. why we do in our show man we always get inspired by, by people like you man that are actually out there doing it that's that's great yeah now, now, I don't have any problem with the nine to fives. I did it for six years straight um, in conjunction with being a realtor. I, I was building the houses at, uh, during the day and I was selling them at night, right, as a construction manager. So, but I used that to catapult uh, my finances to be put in a position uh, to eventually go out on my own and uh, start my own uh, Airbnb business and, and be, start my brokerage. So, uh, hey, you know, you can use it as a tool. Just, just use it as your nine to five as a temporary tool you know, and then eventually when you're ready, you know, you'll be able to soar. I love that. And that's what I tell people, man, having an asshole boss is a blessing because it really pushes you <laughs> to get yeah, that. Yeah. Out of oh, there, yeah. You know? yeah. You're going to be inspired for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So do you manage properties too? No, I, I, I did it for the first three years of uh, when I got into um, 
Airbnb and short-term rentals, I just, I can't do it anymore. I, 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 um, I definitely um, third-party it out uh, for turnkey 100%. Right. Um, the only time I get involved is when it's time to do P&Ls or any, any acquisitions and stage up. And after that, I got a pretty good relationship with the property manager, a buddy of mine that we have some properties under a JV and uh, I give them all the properties. Nice. Nice. So let's get into your turnkey BNB model. First of all, Sir. do you own turnkeybnb.com? No, I don't. Uh, we, we are in... Um, we have some paperwork in motion to coin that, though. I'll tell you that. To coin that, okay, okay. Because I, I looked at, I've looked at, I've looked that up before with a similar idea, and someone's squatting <laughs> on that mother lover, man. They're not. They just they ain't doing nothing with it. They're just squatting yeah. on it, man. They want. They probably want fifty thousand bucks for it or something. Crazy. Exactly, something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, yeah, tell us more about this turnkey B and B model of yours, yeah. man. So you know, funny story. Well, not funny story. We know when, when the pandemic hit, it, when, when the pandemic happened, um, you know, it kind of, um, you know, it, I almost, you know, pretty much lost most of my, uh, my portfolio uh, mm. during the pandemic uh, because most of them at that time were arbitrages and I couldn't, you know, um, you know, afford to pick up the bill when flights, you know, planes are grounded. Right. Mm, so, yeah. um, when I, I I vowed that when I got back in it, you know, um, I was you know I was going to be a trooper and st- stick through the through the mud, and I, and I came came to another side. So I ended up getting a, a multifamily property um, near Galveston, Texas, um, near NASA um, Space Center out here in Houston area, and mm-hmm. um, it was a multifamily. It's a four bedroom uh, house with a catwalk with an apartment, um, a one bedroom apartment on top of the garage. Nice. Um, uh, actually, my property manager uh, found and pitched it to me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take it. I'm ready to get back in the game. Um, and I vowed, you know, I was going to find other ways to survive in case another pandemic happened, but still make this um, industry um, uh, an investment, a long-term investment strategy for me. Uh, so that's when, you know, um, I got approached uh, by uh, my property manager. He said, hey, you know, somebody's looking to, you know, JV with you or get into um, this multifamily that I was in the middle of stage up, right? So um, we the four bedroom was getting staged, and I actually got the uh, one bedroom apartment on top that was on top of the garage, fully staged. Maybe small things that we had to put in there, but it was able to get running right off the ground. So I said, well, you know, I'm not I'm not really interested in JV or anybody this time around. I kind of just want to do it myself and build my portfolio up from that that moment. Um, it's about two years ago now, right? And um, he said, well, he wants to make your offer on the apartment. And I said, well, you can't make your offer because I don't own the building. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just leasing here. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, no, no, he wants to buy in and, and, and say, whatever you pay for it, you know, he'll double it and let you go. And I said, okay, all right, I, I want it. I told him, you know, a, a number that was pretty 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 solid for me and they, they didn't they didn't budge they 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 took it and i said okay um i that was the same amount of money that i used to um stage up the four bedroom that was uh, connected to the property and so now it's kind of um you know up on the investment without even you know getting going really getting started the uh the one bedroom on top of the garage was on uh airbnb and on a couple other platforms and it was moving pretty good and so that prompted the guy to pay for it uh and and uh, on the set amount that we agreed on uh which was the pretty much the same amount that it took me to get that four the, the four bedroom uh, up off the ground so to me I, in my eyes i'm like hey i'm coming in 
you know, at, at even even Steven, right? <laughs> and day one, I'm I'm in the green. So um, I said, well, if if I sold that one, I wonder how much I could sell the four bedroom for. So um, I ended up doubling uh, what I sold the uh, small apartment for. Um, and um, after that, I was I, I didn't look back. I just took it as you know, this is pretty much like you're developing uh, a, a form of development in real estate, you're developing short-term rentals, providing the value, on, and then you provide the projections and then you sell it. Well, if, if it's coming from me, you know, a professional, uh, a licensed professional on broker, and I'm showing you, hey, I can pull the numbers on with short-term rentals. I can pull the numbers on what's available in the market versus Airbnb, and then put a set a number on it. You know, would it be a value for you? And after that, you know, people just start buying every um, unit that I staged up, and, and intentions to keep and run. Um, and they're, I just sublease it out, and I sell everything inside the, the unit uh, with the purchase. They they take all over with it. And, and then they pretty much start to take over the business uh, from there. So then we coined the turnkey BNB method. Um, I see a lot of people trying to do it today. I think a lot of us um, people think that it's a scapegoat that you're exiting the business. And 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 truthfully, when we start doing this, I had no intentions on exiting the units and things like that. So um, it's been it's been crazy. It's been been a, been a good time, and um, uh, I think we're we're going to enjoy it. We're headed out to Dallas now. We have our first one uh, in motion. And uh, we've been providing convenience, like I said, to um, Airbnb investors that want to mm. use their money as leverage. Accidentally created a, a big money business right there. <laughs> so to survive the pandemic, you said you just sold off some units? So pre-pandemic, I was mainly in two bedrooms and one bedrooms doing the apartment things. And I had one or two single families at that time. It was mainly just um, apartments and things like that. So uh, most of the apartments that I had multiple at, they just kind of agreed to let me out the lease at a set amount that was lost for money. And I exited out instead of just incurring any more debt, just waiting for a guest to kind of magically appear. Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to kind of work some things out and um, I was able to exit these leases in extraneous circumstances, right? Um, they knew exactly what I was doing uh, for business-wise and, you know, there's no way that I could, you know, recover after a whole year and some change, you know, uh, not being able to travel and things like that yeah so after that i pretty much developed like the uh what i, what I call like ptsd like i'm not gonna get into something that i can't afford or get into something where i have no exit strategy mm -hmm. uh, again and but i love the industry and i love the business model so much that you know i, I wasn't gonna quit as soon as i get another opportunity you know i was gonna uh, make good at it and that's when i end up getting a multifamily and doing the first uh, couple of turnkeys you know, I'm happy you brought that up. Like you basically yet use that as a minor setback for a major comeback. And that's like when most people, they, they start quitting instead of you looked at the opportunity, learned from it and was like, okay, let me pivot and adjust to these types of units. Seeing yes. that, that's what most people, they'll end up quitting. Like, eh, it's not good, but you just have to learn from your mistakes. I love that. That's it. That's it. It's never else. Always a lesson, you know, just Thanks. figure it out. I, I figured out single families just are more guaranteed for this type of business. And, and that's funny you say that because I'm gonna hop in a little bit and say it too. Like I've been, I, I've kind of made that pivot as well. Like I just see that they're more, and, and not only that, it's just more you can add to them. Like it's just yes. so much more you can add to them. You can cater to families. You can, like Steve said, break it down per room. You know, and I just think yep. Yep. 
you know, I think there's just so much more that you can do with a single family home. And then if you're buying, you know, you can get the equity side, you know, and, it, and if you're not buying, like you said, I think you said you were in a lease option deal. It's you can yeah. get really creative. So I yes, love you get really creative. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yes, sir. That is cool, man. Um, so, so you did mention in your bio, $80,000. Is that the, what they paid for the four bedroom? Yeah, so that was for the fourplex um, that we did, um, and it, it was a tremendous deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, how much? How much did you pay to set it up? So we we uh, we got so the, the, the way the fourplex is set up, there was two sets of two bedrooms, two baths, and two sets of three bedrooms, two baths. Uh, we hired the interior designer. We um, this building is brand new construction, by the way. Nobody's ever lived in it brand new construction i was able to lock up a, a lease on a lease arbitrage deal for 36 months right i did a three-year lease with him and um we ran it like a commercial deal in residential space uh, because it was multiple units so uh we we said we got a budget for 10 to twelve thousand for the for the two bedrooms and then we had a budget for the three bedrooms at 15 to seventeen thousand on stage up including the interior designer and everything so we you know we added up that we said oh well what is it going to be worth for us to you know, turnkey this deal, right? So we had to do our projections. We did our projections on what the building will make per month, and it was a no-brainer. <laughs> you know, after looking at one, two, three months, <laughs> they're gonna you know double up their money easily. So uh, we got a couple of offers in. We did an open house. I actually listed it on the MLS, wow. and uh, <laughs> I listed it on the MLS. And I said, I know for sure this is one of the first uh, short-term rentals listed on the MLS, especially on a lease arbitrage. Uh, so we ended up getting like 40 people out. It was crazy. It was a Friday yeah. night during happy hour time and uh, people came out and there we had, we were up 50% at that moment. We did both of the two units that are two bedroom, two bath. They were staged and fully ready to go. And the three bedrooms were still, you know, going through production. Um, so just off the, the two bedrooms and what they saw people liked that they're asking a lot of questions and, you know, we started getting approached by the investors to have the cash, right? So uh, the investors that had the cash for, you know, making offers right there. They, they saw the numbers, they saw the potential and, um, you know, it, it was a great deal. So, so here, this jumps out at me. I mean, cause it, it, that's freaking phenomenal how you did that. I mean, you just really just took it to another level. And so, and, and so this is what jumps out at me. The other day I listed my, uh, well, so we, so we bought, um, a house, right? We just recently bought a house over there in Grand Prairie and really nice house, you know, and um, my cleaner is actually the one that staged it and everything. She did a great job and and it was ready to roll and we were going to try to go out. I didn't want to rock the boat in the new neighborhood. Oh, let's, let's try to get some travelers because it's some, a nice long stay to break it in. Then, you know, go to Airbnb or short-term rentals. And so um, I posted it everywhere. And one of the places I posted was uh, was Zillow. And so I posted it on Zillow, but like, you know, 4,000 a month kind of deal for fully furnished all deal, you know, all bills paid, you know, three, two house. And, okay. um, and so I was thinking, well, I'd get like someone that's going to be, you know, this a travel nurse or insurance company. They, they look at Zillow and stuff like that. But someone that hit me up, it was, it was a young girl out of El Paso. And she's asking, Hey, you know, I, I'm interested in renting your place and blah, blah, blah. And and my businesses, we do, you know, we, we rented out the traveling profession. She gave me the spiel that we, we've taught so many people to do before, right? <laughs> she gave me that same spiel back to me. And I was like, oh, so you're going to do Airbnb. Like, no, yeah. uh, we use it only in the middle, you know, for, you know, we yeah, yeah. Fun, you know whatever. It's, like, <laughs> it's all good. You know, I, I do the same thing. And I know where you're coming from. And she, I was like, are you sure you want to do, you want to arbitrage this thing? You want to pay four grand a month? 
and you're confident you're going to make money on top of this four grand a month. And um, she's like, yeah, well, me and my partner, we believe that, you know, it's a really nice house. It's really nicely furnished. So, and so I was just like, yeah, yeah, I probably not on this one. Cause we're trying to do the same thing that you're trying to do. I, you know, it never occurred to me. Now I'm thinking, man, I could, okay, check this out. I'll just sell it to you. <laughs> right. I still own the house, but I'll sell you this sublease or this, this arbitrage deal, fully furnished, ready to go for 20 grand. And then y'all can rent it out, you know, however you want to rent it Come out. On. There you go. See, that, now I'm now I'm thinking like, that's a good, Bingo. you know, not yep. just renting it for four grand. I did all the work, put it all together, blah, blah, blah. And they're just going to take over and try to, you know, profit off my, off my hard work. Yep. Right. No, no, you got to pay. You got to pay to play. Yes, sir. So you, you caught it, man. Yeah, you're a, you're a smart, you're a smart guy. I learned That's from you. Questions now. So, 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 so the the owner, the owner is the 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 person that benefits the most off the turnkey deal, right? Because they're the ones that purchase the property, and they're the ones that stage it up. So, if you say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you uh, my turnkey that I set up." For twenty thousand, not only that, we're gonna I'm gonna sell it to you for twenty thousand. You're gonna pay me the rent at four thousand dollars a month, and you're gonna do that for thirty six months. And at the end of the thirty six months, I might renew or not, or I might charge you another fee to go again after thirty six months. You're the Beautiful. one that benefits the most out of all this. Hell yes, I don't got to do no work. Nothing. <laughs> Turnkey BNB. BNB. <laughs> So I uh, know now I have a couple questions because now I'm thinking about putting some of my places on Zillow, man. I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. So let's say I do, and maybe both of y'all can help me on this. Let's say I, I do that, right? And I say somebody, look, I'll let you in the door for 20 bands. It's already furnished. So you ain't got no furniture cost. Your furniture cost is basically the stuff that's already in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, you on the lease. And then I guess I'm leasing it to them with the furniture in there, but I would need clauses in there to protect my furniture, right? Uh, so it's up to you. So some turnkey deals, we it, it's it's the way that it's set up so they can understand if they have value in it is we give them the furniture as part of the sale. After 36 months, I doubt you want furniture and <laughs> having a thousand people sit on it, right? You ain't gonna be thinking about it. It's it, it's, it's gonna have depreciation, et cetera, et cetera. So it's either that you can uh, you know let go of the hassle, say, hey, this furniture it's included in this 20,000 or you retain the furniture, but you're going to have to have some tracking system at that point. And, but is it really worth it after 36 months of use? Yeah. Okay. So then you probably gonna get some more furniture afterwards. Uh, yeah. And do it all over again and get the next guy in, get another thing, get another investor for another 20,000 for 36 months, then do it all over again. Now, now would you be, now, would you be vetting the, the people that are coming in doing it? Because like, like, it's absolutely. Yeah. This just like with any business, right? You're going to vet, you're going to vet anybody in this, this type of business. Because right? like in these cases, and there's also another thing to think about. Because like, if they're basically arbitraging my place that's fully furnished, I might be charging six, seven grand. If they, let's say they find out they can't make the rent. Do you have like any clause there? Like, hey, if you find out you can't make the rent, you know, we keep your 20 grand and you can walk. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, all sales is final. All sales is final. That gives them the motivation to, to try to make the business work. We give them an extra strategy. They say, hey, you know, we, we normally put in a 60-day clause or you can give us a notice, but all the furniture stays there and you walk. 
That's it. For them, you know, their 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 loss doesn't uh, become a bigger loss, right? So they they're just trying to stop the bleeding right then and there, which is a great exit because most landlords are going to say, no, you got thirty six months of rent that you need to pay me, or thirty months of rent that you need to pay me in, in full, right, in order to leave. Well, mm-hmm. no, yeah, think bigger than that. You let them leave, you keep the furniture, you sell it again. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. part of the clause. You keep the furniture. If you can't pay the rent, the yeah, I'll yep. let you leave, but I'm keeping the furniture. Yep, and your twenty grand. And the twenty. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, what that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, hold on, if I keep because like me, me, I think me, Steve, and Mike, we talk about this all the time. Like we, like I know our other partner, he'll put his place on Zillow, and like you know, he's expecting renters to call, and this is a bunch of arbitrages. They call, and he's like, bro, this is already marked up like five times more to market rent, and you still want to arbitrage this thing? I might have to start letting them do it. Like, yeah, man, but uh, it's already furnished, so you need we need 15, 20 grand up front to play. That might be a good, I like that model, man. Turnkey BNB. I like that. I like that. I guess the only thing I'd be afraid of is that if they're bad operators and the party has parties start happening and it just ruins it for everybody. That's what I'm worried about. You, you know, know what? You put, put that in your sublease, you know, no parties, you know, you'd be real strict and real explicit on the sublease agreement, right? That sublease agreement is, is what's binding them to the business and what the rules and regu- regu- rules and regulations are for that particular unit. No, and I guess another thing I would have to do is like, I mean, I guess you could basically vet if somebody's good at being an operator. You could just, you know, ask a few questions because I know I, my first question would be like, you know, if Airbnb gets shut down. How do you, you know, get people? You know, I would just have a lot of questions for them because I think that's the bit more. I'm with you on Steve. With you on that, Steve. Like, how do I know you're a good operator? Like, maybe if they have an Airbnb account or Superhost or something like that. Yep. Yep. So we've, we've done them numerous ways. First is, you know, proof that you have the money, show the bank account, send them, send us a statement, send us a, a, a letter from your bank that says that you have this money. We want a, a letter of intent. We're treating this like a commercial deal, right? This is, this is business. Uh, we need an LOI up front. And if you're, if you're um, uh, an experienced host, send me your listings. I'll look at it and then show me your revenue for last month. Right. Those are the things that we, we ask. And um, and we want to deal with somebody that's vetted and that's you're, you're going to run into a couple of players now as, as Airbnb has been along. You know, we're about what, eight years in now, eight or nine years in and uh, just still under 10 years. Right. Still a very young, young industry. But but there's ways to vet. Mm. You know, and, and it's funny because we had a We had a guest on um, last week. What was let me let me get his name Fouts, Fouts. Brooke Fouts and 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 yeah we'll send you his info too because what he does he helps uh he helps um arbitragers or, or, or hosts or our managers find more units right and find more clients find everything and so one of the things he was saying is that by that there's big time corporations you know the Vacasas or whoever of the world that are that are buying people's leases buying people's airbnbs buying them right so even if these they're like arbitrage deals or whatever or you got them under management of a casa will come and say okay so that one you're doing right now it's making it's making fifteen hundred dollars in pure profit a month we're gonna go ahead and buy it from me so they're buying them for like thirty thousand dollars or more and so it's exactly what you're saying they're not i mean they're not buying a house for 30 grand they're just buying the right to do the to continue doing um, short term rentals out of that lease that you that you hold that valuable lease that you got in your hands they're gonna buy that from you and now and now the other question on that is uh, what I'm wondering is 
is so the person that you're arbitraging from is cool with you selling it off the lease to someone else. They're cool with that. Yes. Yeah, so the master lease is definitely going to uh, any master lease that we have that we know we're going to turnkey. Uh, it says, you know, that we're able to do subleasing uh, and subleasing is just another form of either putting on an Airbnb or you're subleasing it out to a whole nother person. It's still under that rim of subleasing. Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess as long as they're getting paid, they're happy, you know? I look at it from what 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 I um since I'm I'm a realtor and broker right this is we we also tell our our clients that are interested in, say hey look on the on the other side of things from an equity standpoint you can do the same thing if you were to buy a house on the Burr method right uh, you fix it up you know and get it get it to where you think what the ARV is but now if you actually stage it right and get it prepared to be used for short-term rentals you can attack another 10 20 000 on top of that asking price when the realtor posts it on the mls so it also um acts as an added benefit if you're doing the flipping model or selling units because you're selling it as a put together airbnb versus just a mm-hmm. put together remodeled house you're making this you're saying this is a business now versus this is it has a business value to it not just an equity flip value from the burr method you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's another added added benefit added value on top of it no no in, in a metro market because i know that that's like really popular in vacation world i know that's really popular now in a metro market when people are doing that and they're going and buying these deals you know you know we just got out of the crazy bidding wars people paying 20 40 grand over asking yeah so like if you're doing that like what are the buyers asking are they just throwing the money out there or are they like well let me see numbers on the house like what are they asking yeah, yeah. So definitely, yeah, we definitely give them an analysis, right? Um, I, I've also we we don't really use too much of an air DNA. We use a companies called Rabu, and Rabu actually sells these properties turnkey, ready to go. It's, it's, I call it turnkey, uh, but they actually sell these units that are ready to go, already operating, and it comes with the property manager. So you're making money day one. It's, it's, it's pretty much that you're buying into a business that's already making money. So I could do the same thing on, on I, what I'm trying to say is I could, get, I could do the same turnkey method on properties that I own and arbitrage. It's no difference. Mm. Kind, of like, kind of like buying the note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so you know it, like i said the, the owners you know it's 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 a win-win-win for everybody right you know you, you're saying that this property costs more because it's making eighty thousand a year sir you know that's why we're checking the extra 30 grand on top right you, you know versus if you're doing an arbitrage you say hey this is already making this x amount per month and you don't have to do anything remember how i told you if you're not selling convenience in this business, then, you know, how are you going to attract your investors, right? And these are for the investors to have their money and want their money to work for them. If you tell them that this this uh, property is already making 6000 7000 a month, and it comes with a turnkey property manager, would you take the deal knowing that you're going to make 80000 at the end of the year and you're only pledging thirty five grand now? Mm. See, okay, and the reason why I have so many questions is because, okay, I, I have a rehab I'm doing right now, right? Now we've gone up, we've gone over budget on the rehab because it was supposed okay. to be burr. So I'm like, well, so now I'm looking at flip territory. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to flip it. So I'm like, now it's in the hood, hood, because like they, these people done broke in, took stuff like once. So oh. I'm having to do. We put bars on the windows. We got the bars up, but I'm thinking <laughs> like, hold on now. That's why I asked. Do they ask for numbers? Because I'm like, I could just put a bunch of furniture in there. 
set it up as an Airbnb short-term rental, have everything full shebang. Listen, yeah. And be like, look, man, uh, by the way, this is an Airbnb. Here are projections for the area because I have like three other Air- Airbnbs or short-term rentals in the area. Now, would yes. they go off those projections and pay? Yeah, they do it all the time. The projections will that. sell it. I'll do that. Okay. The projections will sell it. Yeah. Now, now, before you do the professional pictures, take the bars off the window so they'll look nice, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then put them back on. Well, what yeah. I'm gonna do is, I, I'm only do the inside of the house. I ain't gonna show them out. I'm gonna show them the outside, you know, the front outside without the bars, and then you know, we, <laughs> you know, we don't Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I, I was just wondering because like I'm like, man, you could just kind of, and you know, I've heard other people starting to do that, you know, but they're in vacation rental markets. I'm like, man, I, don't, I, I was kind of really hesitant in doing it like in Metro markets, you know, Houston's, the Little Rocks, you know, where you're in the city. But if it's starting to become a play, I'm definitely about to test it out. Yeah, Nomad Travels said it's all time high, man. People are traveling for work. People are traveling for anything, you know what I mean? And um, I, I'm a firm believer Air, Airbnb can almost work anywhere depending on how you got it set up and what market that you're advertising to. Um, so I, I think that you, you, you probably have a good case here to, you know, to save you a turnkey BMB. Now, if you put it on the MLS and you're able to make that description, uh, I think you might have some legit players roll in because you have lenders now um, lending to Airbnb investors based on right. projection. Right. So you want to tap into that market. And that's obviously, you know, hiring a realtor like me. I'm not going to say any names, but that could put it on the MLS and get it sold for you. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. I like that. OK. Now, 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 one thing you said throughout the show is, um, is selling convenience. And, and I think that's big time. I mean, I mean, just just from people from from work that know that, you know, I'm the, the Airbnb guy or whatever. They're always at there's a lot of them that didn't even know what it was, you know, a couple of years ago. Now they're like asking me all about, oh, I heard this. I heard this thing where you could rent something and then rent it back out on. Oh, you're talking about arbitrage. Yeah, yeah I've been doing that for a while. You know, yeah. oh, I want to I want to do that. And um, you think you could you could help you, you could find me a place that I could do that. And then and do you know anybody that could that could furnish it and, and do all this and that? And then yeah. and then yeah. you could help show me how to manage. The, so, so in other words, you want me to do all the work for you. And then you want to make the profit, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, that's what it is. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. And yeah. they want the convenience. I was like, okay, you can get some convenience. And I'll just say, I'll sell it to you. I'll do it all, you know, for 20 grand. And then have you, uh, boom, boom, boom. Here's your Airbnb ready to go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spend five grand on the furniture. Boom. Make the oh, spread. Yeah. And then um, if it don't pan out for you, I'll take it off your hands. We're, we're, in a, we're in a culture and in a country where everything is instantaneously and they want it now, now, now. They want to be an investor and they want to be a millionaire tomorrow. So when they come to my page and they see all the hard work that I put in and they say, hey, I can give it to you for, you know, 20 grand and you can start from tomorrow. You know, what what is that worth to you? Would you pay? Would you value that? Would you, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to know where you're at, you know, to sell, sell things. You know what? You got to cater to people's instincts and gratification. That's exactly what it is. Like, cause I'm like, we, we do a lot of clubhouse calls, you know, a lot of people come in and say they've been scammed and I'm sometimes thinking to myself and I, I don't like to be that asshole, but I'm like, how the hell did you get scammed out of 50, 60 grand off a dude who don't, you know, but then I notice it, they want convenience. You know what I'm saying? So then if people who are actually legitimate are selling them convenience, man, you can make a lot of money doing that, man. I'm, I'm definitely about to, about to, that's what I'm saying. 
I'm about to furnish this little crack house I got and uh, see if I can write a box, you know. <laughs> hey, you want convenience? Here you go. Uh, there it is. Man. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> And this is nice. This is nice. I'm learning so much. So you have offices in Dallas and and where else? Dallas and yes. Yeah, so we we have a satellite office in Dallas and a satellite office in San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah, <laughs> headquarters here in in Houston in the Galleria area. Oh, nice, nice. Yes, so sir. so do you come up to Dallas a lot? Oh, I'm coming tomorrow night. Oh, <laughs> so we just we just purchased a property um, uh, down um, south of Bishop Arts. It's really called Ooh. Oakland, I guess. Yep. Yeah. But you know, it's it's two three minutes from the zoo, and so it's going to be our first um, Airbnb in Dallas. So we're we're excited about you it. Pick the right spot, man. Everybody wants to be in Bishop Arts. Oh yeah. Gentrified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oak Cliff's not the Oak Cliff is getting it is gentrified basically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, call it. <laughs> yeah, you already know what people when people, that's why I said Bishop Arts. I tried to be fancy <laughs> with it. <laughs> like, bro, you can tell the gentrified part of Oak Cliff, man. You know. Yeah, but actually, no, it's Bishop Arts that we're from. Have you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, though. <laughs> That's just code for the, the white people area. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. You see some coffee shops coming up, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Vacation. Oh man. Yeah. So we, we yeah, we've been in we've done um we did our meetup over there in Bishop's Art. Bishop's Arts. Bishop yeah, Arts. Bishop Arts, yeah. And it's and, and it you know, it's all mixed up. You see these million dollar townhomes around a little bit the hood hood around them, you know, it's starting to I don't know, it's all Crazy. mixed right now, but it's yeah, it's getting gentrified, but it's, and, it's know, a good that, area. That area reminded me the most about Houston, man, because Houston has no zoning. If you ever come to Houston, yeah. you can have a crack house next to a million dollar home. And then <laughs> it, it's just it's just the way it is. So whenever I saw that area, I was like, wait a second, this homes are seven hundred thousand, and this house across the street, I'm like, all right, this is the area. This I feel like home. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not making sense. <laughs> <laughs> about houston man is the zoning it ain't no zoning no everybody can party you know what i mean <laughs> that's why houston is good man <laughs> oh man the turkey leg hut right across the street from airbnb bro i'll be like yep. what the hell <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Facts. we talk about turkey leg hut a lot on our on this show i still never oh, been have y'all been i still oh, never been oh, yeah. oh, Love micah man. has oh you oh, micah been Oh, yeah. every time I go to Houston, I go to Turkey Way, man. Oh yeah, you gotta go, gotta go. Just, they have some great stuff down there. What, yeah. What's your, what's your go-to turkey leg, Stedman? Oh, crawfish. Put the crawfish on top of that turkey leg, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, mm, 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 it's good. <laughs> I try I, to finish it all, but it's just a lot. <laughs> and I be getting that one that's stuffed with that macaroni, man. I be like, oh, I like that. That's the second one. That that one cold too. Fire, that's a bad man. boy. Yeah, Steve, I'm telling you, you got to go down there, man. I'm telling you, standing that three hour line, it's gonna be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be worth it, I guarantee. I, I wait till <laughs> I wait till summertime's over because I ain't going to oh, stand in a three hour line in Houston, man. Yeah, but one I'm thing melting. in Houston, they're gonna stand for some food, you know. <laughs> so, have follow, follow your favorite restaurants and put your Airbnbs around there. You have no problem booking that. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. No, the owners of the Turkey Leg Hut, they created an Airbnb across the street from it. I was like, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Found home the Airbnbs. I was like, man, y'all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's smart. <laughs> man, we need to get him on the show. 
Oh yeah, for sure, man. If I can, oh yeah, yeah, I'll reach out to them. I'll see if we can, man. Oh, that'd be that'd be huge. Yeah, yeah cool. that'd be huge. <laughs> oh man. Well, thanks for hopping on, Stem. It's been a great yes, show. Sir. What what advice you got to our listeners out there that to, that are afraid to get started? What, what advice you got for them? Man, I'll tell you this right now. I've been in the industry for about 10 years on both sides, investor and, and servicing clients. Real estate is a forgiving business. You just got to hang in there and find out different creative ways to make your business work for you. But, you know, surround yourself around good individuals or p- experienced individuals at that, you know, and kick, take a swing at it. Take a swing at it. Mm. And buy one of Stedman's turnkey B&Bs. Yes. Let me, su- <laughs> let me supply you with convenience. <laughs> ah. i'm actually about to go on a facebook group and test the waters but like hey i got an upcoming airbnb oh. for sale y'all interested thank you for this advice I, yeah, you ideas, man. that's why i love this podcast i mean i've been like down on this property like man i'm over budget man and i'm like well damn i can sell that shit as an airbnb man hell yes yes sir that is cool man so it's so a working folks find you uh, we can find me on my Instagram, Steady Moves. That's S T E D Y M O V E S, and uh, that's where I post most of my content at. Or Instagram, or I'm sorry, on Twitter, Steady Moves. That's a cool. That's a cool tagline. Steady Moves. <laughs> <You're> steady, <laughs> steady, steady. steady Moves. Steady Moves. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have another career that you use that name too? I mean, you could tell us here, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not yet. No, no, that's another life, another life, another life. <laughs> but yeah, man, thanks for coming on, man. It's been awesome having you. Uh, man, you definitely helped me out. I definitely learned a lot over here. I'm like, oh, man, you definitely sparked some stuff up in me. So I'm definitely going to be. Uh, My pleasure. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We'll go down there and visit and have some turkey legs. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Y'all let me know. Yeah, next time I'm at H Town, I gotta get all y'all Airbnb people together. You, TJ, everybody, I gotta get all y'all together, man. Oh yeah, that's the, yeah. I know TJ's my boy, man. He's killing it. He's killing it. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, he's fan of the show. He's been on a couple. No, he's been on once. We gotta get him on again. So yeah, for sure. All yes, right, sir. man. Thank you guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Devin. Man, that, I never thought about that turn. I, like I've heard about it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I've heard another person say like. Uh, I listen to a lot of bigger pockets rookie. I've heard that's what Tony, that's how Tony Robinson sells his. He, when he flips a house, instead of just flipping it, he puts furniture in it and sells it as a, you know, but I know they're doing it in vacation rental areas, but I'm like, man, I might as well try it in a regular Metro market. I might be able to get a little bit more off the top for it. And you know, that over rehab budget might not help me, hurt me so bad. So I know, right. That was interesting. I know it's a coach Cav model is the turnkey B and B model. Yeah, but he ain't selling them. Uh, yeah, he well, not not for forty or eighty grand. He, yeah, he, I mean for like I'm just using yeah. mine to actually sell the whole house to you. Like, hey, take the whole thing. Oh, you're trying to sell the whole. You're not trying to. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to sell the whole house because it's, it's the neighborhood. But I think when I could, it's kind of one of those things. Like, right? You know, you have a like how you were talking about your friends come to you at work, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wanted to, you could oversell them some stuff like, yeah, man, this thing, man, you make 50, 60 grand, just give me 20 and I'm, I'll be out of your hair. And then I got, I got to see him at work though. Now, when... <laughs> that's a good uh, point. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to screw my friends out of money. I'm just saying, I, you know, a convenience fee is something different, you know, because I'm pretty much, some of them are asking me to do all the work for them. Right. 
Oh, yeah. Find, find the place, help them get it furnished, help them get it listed, do all this stuff. And um, now if you're going to, if I'm going to be the one or my company is going to manage it for you. Okay. That's understandable. Right. But if, if you just want someone else to do all the work for you and then, mm-hmm. you know, and then you just want to start profiting, that's a different story. That's where the convenience, you know, convenience of someone putting it all together for you, yeah. you know, it just uh, like any investment, like a turn, any turnkey investment, right. Yeah. They, they, they go and find these houses, these <laughs> sometimes crack houses and fix them up and make them all pretty and sell them to you. You don't have to do nothing. Right. For sure. And, and they'll put crappy renters in there for you too. You don't even have to rent it out. <laughs> so turnkey, man. So oh. that I, I like how he's doing it. And you know, it's, it's there, if there's still meat on the bone, I mean, someone else can, can eat too. Right. For sure, man. For sure. And another thing to think about, I was just going to throw this out there. You really could sell someone off the air DNA numbers. I've heard of people doing that. Say, hey, this is what air DNA says, you know, you know, I'm not a huge air DNA fan, but you know, you could, if somebody wants to buy into that, cause I'm just kind of, man, he's got me thinking over here. So as soon as we get off of this, yeah, I'm about to be posting <laughs> in some Facebook groups. <laughs> well, see, the, uh, what was uh, the name of the company that Sarah's working with now? Um, what are they called? They oh, came on the show. Superhost labs, Superhost Labs. It's the same thing. They go and find the house for you. Then they, they furnish it for you for like, you know, 30 grand or whatever they, they cost to furnish it for you. And then they, um, they'll even have in-house management. So they do everything for you and you just pretty much just giving them the money or just buying the house, you know what I'm saying? And right. they do the rest. So they make money on every single, every single step they're making money. So what that's, if they that's buy my house. Uh, they have to do the D the, <laughs> they have to study that area first. Oh, right? yeah, never mind. They ain't that's, gonna... Yeah, they're all about that the science. Doing, oh, hell no, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lito, I got a quick story before we go. So you know how we always talk about, like, <laughs> we always talk about, you know, uh, us going into other neighborhoods, you know, like when the North Arlington band came, you know, the guy was like, it's a whole bunch of minorities in my neighborhood. He got up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I just launched my Lux property, you know, and it's an older HOA, but it's mainly black people over there, right? So um, we finally had our first guest. We finally got it launched. We had our first guest, man. And uh, <laughs> there was these white guys. They were construction workers, right? So, you know, you know, let's say, you know, these the older people, they looking out the window. So, like, I look on my ring camera, and one of the neighbors, she came and knocked on the door, you know, like, and she basically asked him, like, who the hell are you guys? You know, so and he told me that it's the Airbnb. And, you know, she started asking a bunch of questions. And, you know, eventually he left. She was like, and then I started thinking, I'm like, it's kind of like the reverse. You know, if we were over there, you know, I, I don't know. Like, we would, I guess if it was us and we went to one of their communities, they'd probably do the same thing. And I'll sit in the car with Mahogany. Mahogany's like, hell no, they're going to call the police on us. We go and see who it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> But it was funny though. I was like, dang, man, they came and knocked on the door. Like, who the hell are you in the neighborhood? But yeah, it's that was a real funny thing that happened this weekend. So uh that's in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were like kind of like, well, these dudes over here at the house. <laughs> the funny thing is, me and Mahogany, we've been in the house like the whole time. You know, we'll go over there, set stuff up. My sister's been over there because she set it up, never had a problem, man. These people showed up, they're like, Who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Yo, a sting operation, what's going on here? Shit. <laughs> yeah, it was funny man because we, we saw it it was funny and he was like nah if that was us they would have called the cops man I was like, that's what I <laughs> but yeah man yeah. yeah man many different ways to skin a cat dude in this industry 
for sure so that, that was a cool episode and i'm inspired too now i'm like damn that phone call i picked up was like nah nah we're gonna do it ourselves yeah i'm about to hit Shit. up after this episode i'm like man well let's start maybe entertaining some of those arbitrages but yeah <laughs> Oh, brother, where can, where can people find us? You can find us on IG at Live, Let, Thrive, TikTok, Live, Let, Thrive. Send us an email. Leave us a com- oh, leave us a uh, review. Not only leave us a review, but remember to hit that subscribe button, man. Hit the subscribe button. We almost had a thousand some subscribers. We're about to be doing some revamps, so hopefully we can really blow up and get out there because we got over 200 some damn episodes on this platform. So, <laughs> Yeah, hit us master up. Class, master yeah. class, master Yes, our master class is coming August 20th. It's going to be virtual and in person. So if you're trying to hit up, uh, if you're trying to meet us in person, you can come to Dallas for that. And it's also going to be virtually online. So remember to hit the, the all that'll be on the show notes. Click the link tree. That's all there. And uh, yeah, thank y'all for continuing to support us. We're going to continue to keep dropping these gems. And uh, we are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.